0: you're listening to the branded cowgirl podcast episode 65 howdy my dudes welcome back to the show as always i am so glad to have you here so last week I made a really fun announcement that I am now hiring associate photographers what what this was a huge step for me in my business and it's my first like official hire which is really exciting outside of like outsourcing my editing from time to time so I don't know if that counts or not but this is like my real first legit hire and I'm really excited a little bit nervous Um, from the outside it may appear like I totally have my shiz together but I can assure you this is a learning experience and curve for all of us but I knew that it was just time to make some changes in my business when things just started to get way too busy I have so many projects going on and things that I'm working on and in peak busy wedding season it can just be so hard to maintain a steady workflow so giving up that like creative freedom and handing it off to other people and responsibilities to other people is scary because it's still my business on the line and my name. But if you want your business to grow and to scale, there just comes a point at some point where you just can't do it all. You either have to stop taking on more or you have to be able to pivot, which is what I decided to do. And that's actually exactly what we are talking about on today's show. Pivoting in your business can occur for many reasons, and not all of them include becoming too busy or something like that. Sometimes you're just kind of forced into it, like when this pandemic first started and all of the service-based businesses out there and even some uh, product-based businesses were forced to stay home um, and things got shut down. And it was a really scary time in the beginning of all of this because nobody really knew what was happening or what to expect um and it was hard times for just everybody and so many people got really creative with this and i'm just so proud of the people that did it's just so awesome um And even if you didn't, like, that's nothing to be shamed about. Like, you know, whatever, you got to do what you got to do, do what's best for you. But I saw just so many people, instead of letting their businesses fall flat, they really stepped up in other ways. Like I saw photographers offering porch sessions where they would literally take photos of families on their porch, uh, like their front porch of their house from their car. Like they would just stay in their car and like families would go outside on their front porch and they would take pictures of them from their car. That was really creative. I saw other people stepping into educational spaces and start teaching other business owners how to do what they do. There were FaceTime photo shoots, uh, brick and mortar businesses that were going online and just so on and so forth. So if you've ever been in a spot where you feel like you may need to pivot or change things up in your business, then this is the episode for you, my friend. So let's dive on into it. <music> Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, listen, the world is changing and video is becoming more and more crucial in any small business's marketing strategy. And trust me, I get it. Video is scary as heck. And coming from a photographer, I chose photos for a reason, y'all, because video just feels like a whole other freaking ball game. I mean, I barely get ready on a daily basis as it is, but now you're telling me I'm supposed to show my face on stories and make reels and TikToks and all the things, or even just take a picture of myself and post it on my feed? Yeah. But hear me out, showing up on video or in any format for that matter does not have to be a traumatizing or cringy experience. In fact, it can be really fun and it's one of the greatest ways to connect with your audience, no matter what your industry is. And connecting with your audience will eventually turn into more sales, which means more moolah in your pocket, which we could all use, right? So here's the dealio. I am hosting a free five-day challenge on this exact topic. That's right, a challenge where you can come along me as I walk you through methods, strategies, prompts, and more on how to show up for your people so they'll continue to show up for you. Did I mention it's free? What do you have to lose? So to sign up for the challenge and get all the details, head to sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge. That's sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge, all one word. I'll see you over there. Okay, so one of the first things that I just kind of want to go over and cover are just some of my personal pivots that I've made in my own business throughout the years, just so you can kind of get a glimpse of what this could look like or what this might look like in your own life or your own business. So the first real business I ever really started, if you will, I I mean, I kind of go back and forth on it because they really kind of started at the same time, but I would consider it to be horse training or horse uh, riding lessons technically. So I really started my horse training career when I was 18 and I had started giving riding lessons to kids my senior year of high school as like extra income and the owner of my barn had told me that he believed i should start taking on training clients he just i don't know i guess saw me work with horses work with these kids thought i had like a natural knack for it Um, i had really trained my own horse at that point um, in the years that i had had him to mellow out a ton Um, so i think he just saw the progress and thought like i'd be a good fit for it It totally scared me at first because I just didn't feel qualified to do it, but he seemed to really believe in me, so I gave it a shot and to my surprise, this little business of mine blew up. I took on so many clients and before long, my riding lessons were far and few between and I was really just training horses full time. And at the same time, I was also dabbling in photography on the side. I had taken photography classes in high school and then I decided I was going to college for photography and after i graduated from that first college i hit the ground running with my photography business and i'd go out and i would work horses all day and in the evenings i would go out to photo shoots and then somewhere in between all that i actually went to another college after the first college and i did an equine studies program Um, at a college a couple hours away from where I grew up. And that just kind of expanded my knowledge with horse training. And then when I got back from that college, then I really hit the ground running on both. So I was a busy, busy little bee (laughs) doing all kinds of stuff outside all day. And honestly, it was just like one of the best seasons of my life because it was really fun and I miss it a lot. So most of you probably know the story of how I met my husband. And if you don't, Um, there's other episodes talking about it. I talk about it pretty frequently on social media, so I'm sure it's not hard to find that story somewhere. I won't. (laughs) I'll spare you the details this time because it's a long story. But after the accident that I got into when I met my husband, I was really hit with the harsh reality that horse training may not be a lifelong career. I wanted to have kids one day and putting myself and my body through trauma and just as much hard, intensive work as it was to be starting colts and just riding horses that are bucking and throwing you around like it's just really hard on you and as you get older you know you're not as bouncy as you used to be so i kind of eased back a ton on horse training plus i had to heal from my surgery and then tyler and me also moved a lot and so it just kind of naturally like started to fade and so that did suck but i was able to really focus a lot on my photography business And so I was doing photography pretty much full-time at that point and for a couple years that was like all I really did was photo shoots and weddings and then in 2020 when actually I think it was kind of the end of 2019 but Somewhere around there, but kind of when the pandemic first hit was when I really started to push towards something different because I was getting a ton of DMs about like questions in photography and just business questions in general, how I would do things. But then when the pandemic hit, a lot of people were asking me questions on like, what should they do? Like, how do they handle that? Like, people aren't hiring photographers right now because of everything that's going on. And so it just made me realize that I had information that people needed and I didn't really realize that because imposter syndrome, but I was just getting constantly asked the same questions over and over again, and I figured that I would give educating a shot, and being like a writing instructor for so long had kind of prepared me for my debut as a like business teacher, so I kind of had education already in my bones, if you will. So then I really focused a lot on educating. I started offering one on one mentor sessions to photographers and that kind of transferred into other types of business owners. So I've worked with boutique owners. I've worked with graphic designers. I've worked with a lot of photographers, Um, but it's been fun to get to work with other types of business owners as well, because it just kind of gets it gets my brain working a little bit harder because I don't know those industries quite as well. So I get to kind of use different muscles to help market their business and help them grow. So that's been really fun. Um, But I fell in love with teaching students like one-on-one so much, but that started to become really time consuming as well between that and then photo shoots. I was still doing weddings and all that kind of stuff. So I really wanted to go beyond that. I wanted to do something that I'd be able to reach more people, not just all one-on-one client type thing. So... I wanted to add another income stream. I wanted to reach more people. So in the summer of 2020, I kind of got this idea to start a podcast for business owners and like specifically niche to like Western business owners. And for six months, I really worked on that idea and that dream. And it launched in January of 2021. So now I get to talk to all of you guys that listen and I get to help you guys grow your brands and your businesses and um, hopefully give you information that can be applied to any kind of business for the most part. Um, that's really my goal is to make this a, a show that everybody can listen to um, that you can apply within your own lives specifically. And I don't know where I'm going to go from here, but I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of goals I'm working towards in my own business and all the different little avenues and spider webs that have happened in this business. It's kind of crazy. I never imagined that I would be here doing this. Um, But there's also other business ideas that I have with Tyler and we want other sources of income that aren't just tied to my name. Tyler has his day job, but we want to start other businesses that we've been tossing around the idea on getting started and involved in that don't they're not connected to us necessarily our names specifically um just for personal reasons you know personal brand I love branding and personal brands and all that but um you just I feel like don't want to put that as your end-all be-all so um it's been fun getting to like dream up business plans and run numbers with him and those are like our favorite date nights it's super dorky but when we get to write out business plans we just we really love that so um but yeah that's kind of just like a little inside scoop onto what pivoting in my business has looked like so now let's kind of talk about how to know if it's time for you to pivot or Quit to be honest, and that might come off a little harsh, but there, I feel like it. They could be. It could go either or. Um, Sometimes you reach a point where either you just need to change, and something needs to just be different. Or you might just be done and that's just it and that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, I feel like, such a negative connotation that comes along with, like, the idea of quitting. But um, sometimes enough is enough and, like, things happen and you don't want to do it anymore. And that's cool too. So the first kind of point to think about is uh, if you aren't passionate about it anymore. It's natural as a business owner or a brand to go through, like, seasons of feeling not as passionate as you used to about whatever it is that you do Um, because there's going to be times where you're super inspired and you're motivated and you're full of ideas. And then there's going to be times where you feel like quitting. And in those random moments of like uncertainty, I think it's important to take a step back and get some clarity. You never want to like quit on a bad day. You don't want to make some sort of knee jerk reaction and just decide to move in another direction at any given moment. And it's not going to be like a fast movement if you do decide to just pivot. But if those feelings, Feelings are lingering and you're really taking time to process it and over time like they don't really go away they're just constantly there you're like yeah i need something needs to change then yeah, it might be time to start thinking about pivoting. And at the minimum, it might be time to just start thinking about setting some boundaries for yourself, even if it doesn't mean changing like what your business looks like. It could just mean you need to take a step back and scale back a little bit. So that could be like stopping work at 5 p.m. every single day. You know, what would that look like if you set hours like work hours for yourself, eight to five, nine to five, whatever that might be? Um, And I mean stop when I say stop. No checking your emails or going through business-related DMs on Instagram. Don't send out contracts at 7 o'clock at night. Set healthy work-life boundaries for yourself. This could open up a whole new world for you. And it might just seem kind of like a small change or not super important, but the impact that that's going to have on your mental health is health is really going to be astounding. Um, And you won't even understand it until you actually do it. Because when you feel like you're... Like I know we all become business owners, right? So like we have flexible hours and we can work whenever and you have to figure out what hours work for you. But it's funny how like routine we are we are creatures of habit (laughs) by nature. We really like routine even if you think you're not a routine type of person. Um, and so it's one of those things where if you put yourself on some sort of schedule, you're going to get more done, you're going to be more productive, and you're just going to feel better. Like you'll feel more accomplished throughout the day. So setting boundaries or scaling back on your workload, maybe just taking on less clients, um, That those are all ways that could make you feel more passionate about what it is that you're doing. But if you do do those things and you're still feeling uneasy about it, then it might be necessary to really make a a bigger pivot or decide that maybe this just isn't the thing for you anymore and that's okay the other thing to think about or to consider um to know if it's time to pivot or not is if the profit just isn't there if your business is not making you money does that really count as a business because oof I know that that might be a little bit of tough love but hey they don't pay me to be nice they pay me to be honest I don't know who's paying me to be honest but somebody is uh (laughs) What does that even mean? Sis, if you are running a business that makes you no money, seriously, why are you doing it? Like, why are you wasting your time? Um, I mean, unless you're married to a gajillionaire and you just don't need to make money and you're okay with, like, losing money, you just have an expensive hobby at that point. Like, you know, there's just no reason and i think people can even think that they're making money people feel like they're profitable but they're actually not so i'd highly encourage you to be really honest with yourself and go through and check your finances because even if you think you're being profitable there's a good chance you might not be so go through your finances look through how much you're charging versus your monthly expenses and just see like what what does that look like on average what is it statistic not even statistically what's the word I'm trying to think of like in reality, what should you what should you be profiting or not based on what you're charging versus your expenses? And then you could even go back through the last few months and see like, okay, these are my expenses, but did I pay more than that or did I stay on track? Is that actually what I paid or did I pay more than that? So you kind of just have to keep that all in mind. You also have to keep taxes in mind because, right, we pay taxes. We're legal businesses. <laughs> if you are not paying your taxes, you better be do it. You're running an illegal business if you're not paying taxes. <laughs> okay, that was my random insert. Um I am not a lawyer, I am not an accountant, so please do not come to me. Asking me for a bunch of tax advice. My biggest tax advice is to talk to an accountant. 100% it's worth the money. Hire an accountant. They will help you do everything. They will help you set up an LLC. They will help you set up a sole proprietorship. They will help you pay your taxes. They do literally everything for you. It makes your life so much easier. Hire an accountant. That is it. Anyway, so (laughs) uh, you need to, like I said, go through your financial situation, and then you might have to come to a harsh realization that your business is not profitable. That doesn't mean that you need to change your business necessarily. That doesn't mean you need to like completely go in a different direction. It could just mean that you need to run your business a little bit smarter. So what if you increased your rates and you took on less clients? You know, look at your expenses each month. Where can you cut costs from? Is there anything that you're paying for that maybe you don't necessarily need to be paying for? You know, is, that one program you use is that a key factor in your business or do you just have it and you forgot to you know that you're still subscribed to it and you don't really need to be whatever that might look like um and there's no magic formula to this i wish there was but there's not you know there's not always going to be like an end-all be-all fix-all for everybody but there are ways to ensure that you're being the most efficient for your own business and like i said it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. And the truth is only about half of businesses are actually profitable within their first year. So the most important thing to keep in mind is just keep your head down, do the work, keep the passion, you're going to get there. The next thing to think about on whether it's time to pivot or not is just whether or not your lifestyle and your vision is aligned with your business or not anymore. Um, As a young, fresh out of high school photographer, I was like really into shooting senior portraits when I first got started in photography. I actually had no desire to shoot weddings at all. And then as I grew older and I began to walk into a season of my life where I was starting to think about marriage and I fell in love with weddings in this season and I loved getting to be there on wedding days and it was just so, so fun for me. And now that I'm married and I'm entering into a season where we're starting to think about, you know, starting our family. I really love doing maternity photos and family photo shoots, which is so funny because I was like super against family photos for like a really long time. But I actually really love doing them now. Um, I'm also looking to create more income streams that don't involve me working so much aka why I decided to start hiring associate photographers for my company. Stepping into kind of a CEO role means that you have to be willing to change and face these new challenges, and for me, giving up that creative control, like I said earlier, is scary, but it's really freeing. I just had, like, when I posted that post, like, the first initial thing on social media, asking people to apply, I was terrified, one, that nobody would apply, and two, I was just so scared, like, oh my gosh, am I actually ready for this? Like, is this going to be worth it? Do I really want to do this? Like, I'm so scared. What if people hate it? Like, you know, will people still book me if it's not me shooting all the time? And but at the same time, I'm just like, man, this is going to be so awesome because I still get to work with these amazing clients. I get to market my business, which I love doing. I love the marketing side of it. And I know a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people just want to shoot the weddings. And so that is like the perfect match is those kinds of people that just have fun being creative and going out and shooting and serving people like I want to give that work to them because that's where they thrive. And I thrive on the back end of things where I really love communicating with people and I love making sure everything is all set up and like organizing things but it's going to be so much better for me as a parent one day to be able to have the free time to not have to be gone every single weekend and shoot weddings um, to only take on a few weddings a year for just me that I'll actually be shooting but to be able to hand off a bit of my company to somebody else and have them still be providing the experience that I want to provide people it just won't be me physically so that's just been a really freeing feeling and it's so fun and the plan was for me when like for as long as me and Tyler have been together we've always kind of had the plan for me to be a stay-at-home mom or like a work-from-home mom so we don't want to have to pay for like childcare, and it's really important for me to be able to stay at home and raise my kids the way that I want so these are all just lifestyle changes that are going to start coming into fruition and we're just preparing for that and so hiring people is a pivot that I've had to make and it's just because my life's changing lifestyles changes happen sometimes you you want them to sometimes you don't want them to and you're forced into it but either way you just have to be ready for that so I also want to touch base a little bit on having multiple income streams because I think that's kind of a huge part of pivoting in a business and in episode 15 I really talk about this a lot so I highly encourage you to go check that one out after you listen to this episode if you want more in-depth detail on having multiple income streams and why that's important but some people just jump into a business thinking that this is all they are ever going to do for the rest of their lives and trust me I was one of them I thought I would be a photographer forever and ever um, until I was 60 years old I'd be shooting 30 weddings a year and the reality is that I don't want to do that anymore I have come to realize after years of doing this that that's just not a realistic lifestyle for me as I continue on in life um, long term I love shooting weddings I still plan on taking on weddings every year and um, so far, um, but it's going to be scaled back, and I want to be able to provide a better experience to my clients, but I also still want to be able to work with a bunch of people, hence why I'm hiring, so I can still serve more people, but me personally, I will just be taking on a smaller workload. The reality is that I want to be able to take a 30-day vacation with my family and have a business that is still making me money while I'm gone, and that is a true CEO mindset, I believe, because I want a business that works for me, not a business that I have to work in all the time. Um, I'm I'm trying to get it to a point to where I don't want to have to be physically showing up in order to make money. Trading time for money is just not why I became a business owner in the first place. And I didn't, even, even when I was in high school, I always kind of had this mindset. When I was first getting into like photography and horse training uh, you know those are all time for money type of businesses and I knew that and I was really like into that for a while but I knew long term that probably wasn't going to be what I did forever it was just a stepping stone to get me to where I'm going on a bigger path and there is a big difference between like business owners and entrepreneurs. Like we're very different and one isn't better than the other by any means. It's just two different ways of thinking. Like a business owner usually wants to stick to one thing and an entrepreneur kind of wants to have multiple things running at the same time. And I once heard this statistic that said like the average millionaire has seven streams of income. So my goal is to make at least eight and I have about five that are like pretty actively working as it stands right now. Um, I still need to like obviously push them a little bit further to their full potential, but I have five that do make me money currently right now. And again, none of this is to say this is what you have to do, this is what you should do, this is the right way to do things or anything like that. Not saying that at all. It's just, I just want to give you like a little peek into my mindset and why I think having multiple income streams is important because I just don't believe in putting your eggs all in one basket. I think having at least two different income streams is important because there's just never a guarantee that one is going to be around forever. So now that we've kind of covered like different ways that you might be pivoting or you could pivot, um, ways that I've pivoted, things that might be telltale signs that you should be pivoting, how do you actually begin to pivot? So the number one piece of advice and the number one thing that I can say that makes a successful pivot is building a brand and not a business. If you build a true brand, which again, your brand is not just your logo and your color scheme on your website. Your brand is the personality that is infused within the products and the services that you sell. You are in a powerful position if you build a true brand because it allows you to really do whatever the heck you want and move in whatever direction you want to move. Most business owners, like let's just take photographers for example, focus so much on their business itself. Like they put all their time and effort into posting their work and showing how talented they are, but they lack in sharing about themselves. And this is huge. And I know I say this literally in probably every single episode you have listened to on this show, but people still don't listen. If you're like, Sarah, you say that all the time, like shut up already, You know what? I'm going to keep saying it until people actually start listening because people don't listen to this. You make your business different, not your work. And this is another tough love moment, but I bet I could find someone else on the Internet who does exactly what you do and their work looks exactly like yours. So why should someone choose you over them? What makes you so special? This leads, well I guess I should say what makes your business so special because you are what makes it special. You are the special factor. But if you aren't showing up in your business, if you aren't the one that's like making the appearance and talking and and making it obvious that you are a, a distinct person, you have passions, you have dreams outside of just what it is that you do, like people aren't going to get it. People are not going to choose you just based on your work if there's two of you. So this is what's going to lead people to just make decisions based on like prices. And do you really want someone to choose you because you were the cheaper option? Because trust me, that has happened on both ends before. I've had people choose me because I was cheaper than someone else, which isn't, doesn't make you feel good. (laughs) Like, I don't know about you guys, but if someone comes to me and they say like, oh, like we're choosing between you and one other photographer, but we decided to go with you because you were, cheaper. Is that a compliment? Like, does that make you feel good? Because it doesn't make me feel good. (laughs) I actually get really flattered when people choose my competition over me because they are cheaper. Like, your girl is not going to be known as the cheap photographer. My experience is way too expensive for that. And like, I'm snapping. Like, that is sassy. You can quote me on that, but I would much rather... People that are wanting to pay for the experience in the high end choose me and be willing to pay what I charge because they think I'm worth it, not just choose me because I was the cheaper option. So, you know, I've and I've had that happen. I've had people reject me because I'm more expensive and take it as a compliment, sis, take it as a compliment. Um, And on the contrary to that, I've literally had brides book me for their wedding day because I shared my love for like things like horses and my dog and they could relate to that. So sure, they liked my work, too. Obviously, that's part of it. But they jumped in headfirst because they felt like we could just be friends outside of this business exchange. That is a brand. That is what makes a brand different from a business is people choosing you for you and not just what it is that you do. So to wrap this all up, just remember you are allowed to be flexible and change your mind, change things within your business when they no longer align with where you're going. Life changes. That's okay. Pivoting is allowed and you just have to be smart about it and you just have to know that it's not going to happen overnight. It might be a slow transition as you move forward into the next best thing, that new chapter. Take your time, evaluate all the possibilities and the outcomes and find what sets your heart on fire and just run for it in full force. Life is too dang short to live any other way. I believe in you, I trust you, I love that you are here with me on my own little wild journey of business and life, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you so so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. That's Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next one.